Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm talking to a girl that has a boyfriend, but I want to win her over. What should I do? Come on, man. You, you're writing in and you're asking me how to coach you to rip off another dude's girl. What are you thinking? I mean, the reality is, as a man... If you want loyal people in your life, you want loyal women, loyal friends, you don't do that by ripping somebody else's girl off and trying to get her to cheat on him and choose you. Because whatever you, what energy you put into the universe, you're going to get back. Whatever you tolerate, you invite more of. And so what you're basically doing, you're the man, you're supposed to be the leader, you're setting the example, and you're communicating to her that you're okay with her cheating on her boyfriend. And you're encouraging her to cheat on him. And the reality is like 95% of the relationships that come from cheating, whether it's one or both people, both cheat on their spouses and they get together, 95% of those relationships end in one of the people cheating on the person that, that they were cheating with when they left their previous partner. And so you're, you're basically telling the universe that you're dodgy, you like dishonesty, you like people that will screw you over, you like people that will lie to you. And you're telling the universe, send me more of those. Send me those kind of girls. Send me a girl that's going to cheat on me because that's what you're doing. Because what you're teaching here is that it, you're totally down with a woman that cheats, even if you're the guy that she cheats with. And a woman like that may be faithful if she's head over heels in love and you're applying what's in the book. But as soon as you slip up and you're not dating and courting her properly or she doesn't feel heard and understood, she's giving out her number. She's going to meeting dudes for drinks from work that are just friends, calling those male orbiters or giving out her number or entertaining guys who slide into her DMs on social media. And so that's, that's not a good way to go about life. And it's, you know, I've had maybe one or two guys that I can remember over the last 20 years I've been doing this that have done phone sessions with questions like that. And it's like, of course, they're going to get roasted. It's like, really, you're, you hired me because you're trying to steal some other guy's girl. It's like, that's a piece of shit move. You're a piece of shit for wanting to do that. And you reap what you sow in life. You sow bad things like that. You're going to get fucked 10 times is bad. Karma is a bitch, and you cannot outrun it. So you need to rethink and reexamine your reasoning. Right. Like, is she worth all of that? Like, have respect for yourself at that point as well. You know, like you said, karma will come back at you. And, I mean, what does she have that you really want to take her from another man, you know? Well, what I found is interesting is people like that is that they get hung up on people that are unavailable. And they try to win them over because really deep down they don't feel they deserve love. Mm -hmm. And so if they get hung up or get involved with somebody that's really not available, then they don't really have to risk anything. They don't really have to get into a real relationship and risk getting a heartbroken yeah. or whatever. So they get involved in these kinds of situations where they really can't date or maybe they're kind of the, her side piece or whatever. And 
just like men do to women all the time, women in those situations, oh, it's not the right time. I'm going to leave my husband this fall. Or, oh, he just had a setback in his health, and it's a it's a rough time for him. I'm going to wait till the next spring, and then we can really be together. Mm-hmm. And then years roll by, and this guy's, you know, getting a little bit of scraps on a monthly basis. Maybe two or three times he gets to get get together with her and and hook up. And other than that. She's raising her kids with this other guy, yeah. and maybe there's another dude besides that guy. And it's like typically women that behave this way, they just, they're not loyal to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you attract how you act. And so if you want to be that way, you're going to attract people that are going to screw you over. And I feel like once the throw's over, if you do finally get this girl and she leaves the other guy, you're going to be like, oh, I don't even want this relationship anymore. I'm kind of bored of it, you know? I have a friend that was talking to a girl that was engaged and they worked together. So they met at work and the whole time she was uh, love bombing him and giving him all these hopes and and dreams that they're going to be together. Dangling the carrot. And, and he believed it, obviously, until one day he realized that she was a narcissist that would feed into it. And once he backed off, she got super upset. She would get angry. She would... Threaten him. Yeah, threaten him, tell him, like, oh, you're probably with another girl, blaming him, saying that he's cheating on her when she still has a whole husband at home. And he's just like, you're crazy. You're delusional, you know? And... Once she finally said that she wanted him and that she was going to leave the husband, he was just like, you know what? I'm not really interested anymore. You have fun with that. So it's a, it's like, why ruin someone else's love life if the potential of you becoming over it once you get her, you're just going to ruin everything, you know? Not just for you, but for them. And you should consider other people's lives as well. Yeah, I've had guys that I that have sent emails in like that, and they're... They have kids, and rationally, they're like, oh, we have this connection, though, with this girl. She's just got a husband, or she lives with her boyfriend, and she's got kids with. And it's like, what do you example you think you're going to set for your kids that, oh, dad is basically sleeping with somebody else's wife, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to teach them. Right. If you got daughters, then you're basically teaching your daughters to cheat on their boyfriends or to tolerate getting cheated on, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I remember there was, <laughs> I think I've used this example before, but when I was growing up, there was a woman across the street. She was really, really pretty. She mm-hmm. had two beautiful daughters that were around my age and my brother's age. We all grew up together, went to school together. And she was married to a guy that was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, when we were younger, they split up first, you know, for maybe a year or two after we moved in the neighborhood. Yeah. And so she had a series of boyfriends and... Some of those guys that she was sleeping with or hooking up with were married or they lived with their girlfriends. And there was at least two or three that I could remember where the woman that was the spouse or the girlfriend of whoever she was fucking at the time uh-huh. would find out where she lived and then would show up at, at the house at like 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, when we had these, you know, big awning windows. And so the time of year where it's cool out and you can leave your windows open, there's a nice breeze blowing through. Yeah. We, we were laying in bre- bed one night, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 1130 at night. And mm-hmm. you hear her pull up. This, this woman pulls up lights, you know, bright lights in the front of the house. And, you know, the woman across the street is, is up and she's like, you stay away from my husband, you fucking whore. And, oh you know, gosh. she's loud and banging on her door and her window and screaming and cussing at her. Yeah. Causing a big scene. And then just, and then eventually she leaves and drives off. But and then he like, comes back right after. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she <laughs> she didn't care. But yeah. it's like, so she brought a lot of drama. And then obviously as her daughters got a little older, then that's what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you look at, like, what are, what are the consequences of that? So this particular, the oldest, um, and she was like three years younger than me, real pretty girl. She also went to the same Catholic high school that I did. And her, you know, her parents stretched to be able to pay to send them to school like that. And then she, I remember she got a job at a um, like a strip bar, but it was just strictly as a server. She wasn't stripping or doing any of that. Okay. wasn't doing any drugs. Her dream was to be in law enforcement, and but you know working in that environment, she befriended some of the girls. She started doing coke. Eventually, she started oh. stripping. Started you know screwing around and hanging out with dodgy people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because of her family, her her dad was was big and I don't want to say what law enforcement branch, but he was pretty high up and he's like, Hey, you need to not go into work tomorrow because it's, it's going to get raided. Cause they were, they were selling drugs and, oh. and uh, skimming money and doing all kinds of dodgy shit there. And so she told everybody that they were going to get raided. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to work that day, but when the place got raided, everything was gone. Oh wow. And obviously they interviewed people that were there and they're like, well, how did you know? And they're oh. like, Oh, so-and-so told us. And so then that got back to her dad, and then obviously, you know, he had egg all over his face in a department, and they were yeah. like, that ruined her chances of any kind of career in law enforcement. Oh. And it just kind of sent her in a downward spiral. She started, uh, you know, doing more and more drugs. And I mean, this girl was so beautiful, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she ended up committing suicide. Oh, wow. And so that, that is like the extreme of what can happen when yeah. you hang out with dodgy people. and do dodgy things and the example that she saw from her mother was like hey it's okay to go fuck other you know chicks husbands yeah and that was the example she said that it was okay to basically you know be a ratchet and act like trailer trash and it's no big deal Mm -hmm. but that kind of example that was shown to her growing up it's i you know kids are going to model whatever they see at home and that's what she modeled and it right and she took her own life. It was sad. It was, I mean, she had so much potential. Mm-hmm. I think your actions can affect other people. You might not think about think of that, but it will. So avoid it. Leave. There's so many girls in this world. Why is it her? You know, that's how I always think. Like when girls like to take other mans, manses from people, just like there's so many guys out here. Why mine? Yeah, it's a scarcity mindset. It also communicates that when that he doesn't think he can find anybody else or get anybody else. Because then yeah. they convince themselves that, hey, they're the white knight. They're coming to save her. You know, I'm Captain Savaho, going to save this girl from her terrible marriage or terrible husband. But meanwhile, they ignore the fact that she's totally willing to lie and cheat on her husband right. and deceive everybody and her family to get what she wants. It just shows mm-hmm. she has no character, no integrity. And then people wife you know, women up like that are getting relationships. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the stats are like 95% of relationships that come from cheating end in cheating. Yeah. Two horrible people together. You reap what you sow. Yeah. When you get in your forties, you got friends that drink too much. It's like they, you know, they drink themselves into an early grave. Like uh, one of my friends, one of my college buddies that I got a, got him a job at Chuck Steakhouse back in the day when we were 10 a bar in our early Mm twenties. And he got into real estate eventually, I don't know, 10, 15 years later, did well. And then when the crash happened, he went back, became a manager there, and then uh, worked there till the day he died. He was actually out drinking, partying, drank too much. He was overweight, was out of shape. 
And then I think he just fell, stumbled, hit his head, had an aneurysm or a seizure or something like that, and died on the floor in his bedroom. Oh, my god! Drank himself to an early grave. Even more depressing to add to this, to this like This podcast. guy was handsome, man. He was like six foot three, built, blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, girls fucking loved him. And then by the time he was in his 30s, he was fat and he was bald and he was out of shape. And he went from this cocky dude that fucked all the hottest girls to chasing after ugly fat girls that were like giving him no time and attention. And he was just, it was, he turned into a supplicating beta male. He was just begging for attention. It was like, man, to see a dude go from that where he's on top of the world and then like 10, 12 years later, just Mm. totally destroyed morally. Emotionally, mentally. 